We're back, creepy cats. We are swimming into another murder at sea story for you. This time discussing the tale of Kelly and Jake Bronham. Jake ran a successful charter boat business in Miami Beach in the early 2000s. However, the drug smuggling and crimes going on in Miami at the time made for dangerous waters. This story will discuss murder and listener discretion is advised. Testing, testing, testing. We're testing, we're testing, we're testing. She's testing, she's testing. He's testing. <laughs> He's testing. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? What's up, guys? We're back, and we're telling our second episode of the week that is Ocean Murders. We're taking you on a trip. Get it? Ocean? (laughs) We're sailing away. Yeah. To a scary, scary place. (laughs) Unfortunately, yes. So, the story today that I'm going to tell, um, first off, let's say that this Jackie actually showed me this episode of it's so it's a show on ID called Dark Waters. It's amazing. I'm not even kidding. It's one of my favorite shows on ID. And after I saw it, I was like, "Holy crap!" Yeah, it's completely dedicated to murders at on the ocean. Well, it's just boats. water. Cause oh, yeah, I there's, guess that's not the There's ocean. lake ones, too. There's lake ones. You're right. I did see that. A few. Them. You're right. But it's so weird that they have three episodes in season one, and then six in season two, and that's it. Oh. What happened to her? Is it because of COVID? I don't know. I have no idea, but something happened. <laughs> Sadly. Oh. Bring it back, Where'd, ID. Bring it back. Where did she go? We <laughs> need answers. Literally, we need her, because... That was a great show. (laughs) But, so if you want to watch a live action version of the story I'm going to tell, the episode is season two, episode four, and it is called Hijacked. Again, the show is called Dark Waters on Investigation Discovery. Dun dun dun! Yeah. Did you hear it like the commercial? Yeah, Joe Kenda in the background. Investigate. My, my, my. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, our story is going to take place on Miami Beach, and, you know, Miami Beach is known for wealthy tourists, restaurants, bars, parties. You already know it, girl. (laughs) And charter fishing is a very lucrative business there. They make cash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And this is, like, in the early 2000s, so... You know, this is when it's getting popular, partying is really popular there in the 90s and so on, so. But, in an article that I read from Medium, they said that Miami Beach, the crime rate is 85 per 1,000 residents. So, that's Hmm. pretty damn high. Apparently one of the most dangerous cities in America. Wow. That's Mm -hmm. crazy, I didn't know that. Yes. Um... I'm not really sure if it's because of, like, all the tourism that goes on there, or... Yeah, and, uh, all the partying. A mix of the yeah. two. Yeah, drinking, alcohol, water, never mixes well. 
But our story is going to take place with Jake Branham. Branham? Jake Branham? He, so he um, grew up around the water. He was a natural in the water, an avid fisherman, and he got a charter boat and wanted to do competitive fishing when he was older. Not older, he's like in his 20s, but... Um, <clears throat> So, Jake bought a boat, and he named it the Joe Cool, which he named after his father, who had passed away and taught him everything he knew about sailing. Oh, that's cute. It is cute. And he wanted to buy a nice boat and use it as a charter boat, because most of the boats being used at that time were run down and kind of, like, disgusting. And he wanted to find his niche in the charter boat business and make it nice and actually nice to look at and nice to go on and things like that. Ooh, he's going to make a nice little luxe charter boat. Yes, he's a girl. <laughs> and again, so he named his boat the Joe Cool. And so, um, when he, at the same time, we have Kelly. She was also a young woman in her 20s. She moved from Michigan to Miami and worked as a waitress. You know, the typical kind of small town thing, like, I'm going to Miami for a summer. And she met Jake. Oh. They clicked immediately. They were both very attractive. They worked hard for what they wanted, but they were very humble and passionate people. Everyone had good words to say about the both of them and said they were really good together. Um, Jake, clearly, like I said, he loved the ocean and grew up in around it in Miami and just um, was a natural on every, on all accounts, but Kelly had a fear of the ocean and large bodies of water. Oh no. Yeah. She could, she could obviously swim in a pool and do all of that. She could go to the beach, but she did not like to be out in the water and in the ocean. <laughs> Just like, like me. I was yeah. going to say that would be me. Cause I would be like, that's cool, but no, <laughs> I feel you. Kelly. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Kelly, I get you. I agree. I feel that. But she wanted to see Jake in his element because that's what he loved. He loved to be, you know, on his charter boat and everything. So, I mean, it would be cool. It's just like, the what ifs? You're always scared. (laughs) Yeah. I'm sorry. No man is making me love the water. Truly. I mean, I would give it, like, I would say a little far out. Like, I need to be able to swim in case something happens to the boat, but still the ocean likes sharks. I don't and know. I don't know, yeah. It's not being able to see underneath me is really freaky. That's one thing about a relationship. It's like, I love you, but I don't have to love your hobbies. I don't have to do you. But then again... Yeah, that's true. But then again, I will say for in this story, Kelly, like, that's not just his hobby, actually. That's his life. That's his <laughs> business. So, I mean, I guess she, she, by all accounts, was trying to get acclimated with the situation trying to be like okay i'll like the water more oh and so she was trying we appreciate the effort we do um and apparently he did too because (laughs) their relationship evolved and they ended up getting married having two children the whole nine yards oh um after the children were born kelly decided to stay home and raise the kids while jake just continued to operate the charting boat company and do that all the time. Um, so pretty typically, she, for a stay-at-home mom, she was working and the dad, um, Jake, was running the business. There started to become a strain between the two of them. 
As that tends to happen. Yeah, and pretty typically he was, she started to suspect he was cheating because he was working all the time, sometimes up to 14 hours a day. He works on a boat, though. Uh, on a charter boat, yeah. So who's he going to cheat with? Girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and so she, I think she just thought that like maybe he wasn't actually working on the boat. Maybe he was saying he was oh, out longer than yeah. he was. Something because he up. was, yeah, he was out all of the time. And um, at the same time, he did have a booming business with the Joe Cool. He had a group of young, hardworking guys. He really trusted them. One of them was his brother, Scott. Another was um, a cousin, and they never turned down clients. They, by all accounts, they always were taking clients. They never wanted to stop working. Like, so he probably is busy all the time. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. They're pretty typical. Your American, um, you know, kind of like pretty, pretty typical. Your young American entre- entrepreneurs, where they never are saying no. They're just work, work, work all the time. At the beginning, that's how it is. You want to rake in all the quiche. Exactly. Exactly. So. The fact that Jake was always working and, you know, he was working with these younger, attractive guys on the boat. She was worried about him cheating. Um, So, this is kind of where our story takes place. Is that Jake at one point um, was offered, he had two men approach him with $4,000 cash. Saying that they were young college kids and they wanted to meet their girlfriends in the Bahamas. Specifically, Bimini, which is 80 kilometers from Miami, so just a little island in the Bahamas. Again, he said that it would be $4,000 cash, and they wouldn't need a ride back. They would just have to take these men there, and it would be nice because they could do whatever they wanted on the way back and fish and do anything like that. Yeah, might as well. Mm -hmm. $4,000, but I also don't know how much, like, anything with a boat costs (laughs) like fuel i know nothing about any of that so yeah it seems like a good money deal but i really have no idea right i guess they were all excited too because they said that this was like the farthest trip it's ever gone because you know these boats only are it said that i believe other charter boats were only going about five to six eight miles off the coast and this one was going to go all the way to bimini in the bahamas it was kind of like Let's test it out. Yeah, they're excited. Again, they wanted... It was nice because they could just chill on the way back after they dropped these people off. So, Jake and his brother, Scott, and another crew member, Sam, were all on board, and they were getting ready to leave. And all of a sudden, another passenger arrives, and it's Callie. What? she wants to join them. His wife? Yep. She said, I'm... Oh, I made arrangements real quick, and... I had someone uh, watch the kids for the night, so I can come with you. Oh, so they're only supposed to be gone one night. Mm-hmm. Damn. A.K.A. she kind of wanted to spy on him. Yeah, I was going to say, she probably wants to go and either confirm or deny her suspicions. She did, yeah. The crew, the Joe <laughs> Cool, they were pretty shocked, too, because they knew that she was afraid of deep water. They knew that she was pretty scared of being out totally in the ocean when you can't see anything around you. So they're like, why? Yeah, they're like, hey, Kelly. <laughs> what you doing, girl? Why are you here? We're so glad you're here. Yeah. 
Um, but I think she felt pretty silly after she got on and realized that it was two college kids and it was just them two. And they really were going to Bimini. <laughs> so she gets on and everything seems to be kind of great because her husband wasn't lying and she's on this nice little trip to Bimini. And everything seems great. The next day, so that was Saturday. The next day on Sunday, um, Jake's cousin arrives to get the at the Joe Cool dock and was surprised because the boat was not there. And he expected them to be back this morning. Um, he was angry because he said that they had an important business meeting and Jake obviously needed to be there as one of the owners of the business. And the boat needed to be there and neither were there. Damn, that sucks. I would be like so shook. <laughs> yes. Like, where are you? So he thought maybe, you know, they just were, I, I don't know, having fun, had bad weather. He was like, okay, what the I'd hell? I'd be pretty shook. I'd be like, it, it'd be different if the boat was there and just he wasn't. But, like, mm -hmm. if the boat's not there, I would be like, truly, where else could they be? <laughs> Agreed. By midday, he was pretty scared. He was like, okay, they're not here. <clears throat> Something bad had to have happened because he knew that this was just supposed to be an easy trip there and back. So, Jake's cousin immediately called the Coast Guard, but when it was mid-afternoon, the Coast Guard goes out to look, and they did, they spotted the Joe Cool in the middle of the ocean between Miami and Bimini, but it was, when they went up to it, it was drifting, it wasn't being sailed, and it was south. Jake's cousin said that when he found out that's where it was, he said that he knew something was wrong because the boat would not have drift, drifted south the way it was. If it was drifting, it would have went north. So they knew that by the position of the boat that it was driven there, which was off course of where they were supposed to be going to Bavini. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. There is nothing good that can come from that. So he was very scared. When the Coast Guard went aboard, there was no one on board. Not a single person. No. Nothing was out of place. Everything seemed normal. They went to the back of the boat, and they just saw a small patch of blood, and the life raft was missing. This is like the that Mary Celeste, or that boat that was just like they found in the ocean. With the, <laughs> Basically. Wow. But with a small charter boat. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, the Coast Guard, they sent a helicopter out to look for the life raft, thinking that maybe drug smugglers had forced them out. Because, yeah, pirates. You know, at this time, there were pirates, but even more so, they had a really big problem in Miami Beach with drug smuggling. And I think they also had a problem with human trafficking and things like that. So... I think that that was more of their thought, that maybe drug smugglers had come and forced them off the boat to just take the boat. Yeah. And put them in the life raft. So when they... Oh, that's so scary. So when they saw the life raft, when the helicopter, then it saw the Joe Cool and 10 miles away, they saw the life raft. The helicopter was kind of like, oh, people were feeling relieved because they were like thinking that was what happened. Someone forced them off. Yeah. So the helicopter hoists down a piece of paper and a pencil so the passengers could write who they are and show it, I guess, so they could identify who it was before they sent them down. 
And the passengers were, it was two people on their life raft out of six. And the two passengers were Guillermo and Kirby. The two passengers that were supposed to be taken to Bimini. Ew. Yeah. So those two, weren't they the two college guys? Yes. Quote, unquote. Their names were Kirby Archer and Guillermo Zarabazo. Oh, no. Something bad definitely happened and they had something to do with it. Because that's so sus that they're the reason why that boat is there. Yeah. And they were dehydrated and sick. So the the Coast Guard could tell they had been on the raft for at least a day. You know, they didn't just get on that. Damn, that is pretty crazy. Yeah. So, what the fuck? Yeah, what they doing? <laughs> and there are videos of them also getting rescued in their little note. And when they wrote the note... Besides their names, they wrote the words hijacked and oh, held it up. That's creepy. And people took pictures of it, and there's video of them. That's like, yeah, something straight out of a movie, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So everyone's scared, obviously. And they are thinking, where the hell is everybody else if yeah. you guys were hijacked? Guillermo and Kirby... They get off, you know, they're rescued, they're fine, they don't have any injuries, they were just dehydrated. Once they got taken into custody and just asked what happened, they said that one hour into the trip, they were stopped by a small boat of three Cuban pirates who forced them on board, or who forced themselves on board, and the pirates murdered Jake Kelly and then the two other crew members with a gun, and... They then instructed Kirby to drive the boat south where they kicked Kirby and Guillermo off and put them on the life raft and hijacked the boat and sailed away. However, the problem with their story was that the boat wasn't hijacked, clearly, and it was 10 miles away from the life raft. I was just going to say that. Like, that would all sound fine and dandy, but the boat was right there with nobody on it. So. Yeah. Okay. What's up with that? Yeah, so <laughs> what happened to those pirates? Yeah. and Or drug smugglers, not pirates. <laughs> no, they said these oh, guys, Did they say that? They said oh. it was pirates. They didn't oh. even say drug <laughs> smugglers. They said it was pirates. Well, okay then. Mm-hmm. Again, though, the boat was like just 10 miles away, so clearly it was not hijacked. And the men said that the pirates must have just ran out of gas and they must have escaped from there. Somehow. How? I was just going to say, how? They just swam off. How? With the mermaids. They're just like, bye. <laughs> Honestly. They got on the back of a dolphin and sailed away. <laughs> if only. It's like Jack Sparrow, how he can just survive on that island, like, forever. Oh That's God. them. They can just swim to an island and survive. When they took that canoe underwater, like that... Oh you do that? my God, yeah. There had to have been a Mythbusters on that. I'm pretty sure they was a Mythbusters episode on that, and you can do it. Can? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. If you, you have to, like, enter the water just, like, with it level or something. I don't remember exactly, so I don't want to misstate it. But I'm almost positive they um, did it, and it was uh, real. <laughs> you well, could do it. Put me under a canoe with Johnny Depp and Orlando Bloom, yeah. and I'll do a lot of things. <laughs> we can try it out. <laughs> anyway... So, again, 
these two guys, Kirby and Guillermo, their stories are not, one, they don't make sense, and two, they don't even match up because they're telling detectives that, you know, just little descriptions like the pirate's clothing and the order of things weren't matching up. And during the interviews, Kirby got extremely emotional, like oddly emotional. And the Coast Guard pointed out to investigators that nothing on board the ship was stolen. They had a really expensive boating and fishing equipment that was all on board. Nothing oh, was no. touched. Oh, this is a, such a bad story or plan then. Like, I don't even know what they thought was going to happen, but I can just tell yeah. they did not plan that well. Agreed. At this point, investigators look into Kirby, and they notice that he is actually a wanted felon. Oh, okay. He's a former military man who was on the run after stealing $92,000 from a Walmart in Arkansas. Holy crap. How? I read that somehow he got the money and put it in a microwave, like... I don't know how he actually stole the money, but he put it in a microwave and put a microwave, like, put the microwave back in the box and purchased the microwave and then left. Wow. So that's how he was able to get out. How he got the money in the first place, I don't know. I think he worked there. That's insane. Yeah. He also, this Kirby guy was also being investigated on a child molestation charge. Right before going on the run. So that's a suspicious coincidence that he went on the run as soon as he was being looked at for this charge. Gross. Kirby's ex-wife also claimed that their marriage was not great. And she knew Kirby had cheated on her with men. Oh. Guillermo, on the other hand, was a security guard who came to the U.S. from Cuba when he was a child. Um... So, the Dark Waters show on ID claimed that Guillermo wanted to work for the CIA, but, in okay, so Dark Waters said that the reason why they kind of met up is because Kirby convinced Guillermo that if he could help him with a plan, that Kirby could get Guillermo into the U.S., um, into our CIA. How? Exactly. How? Like, he was just... But... Had ties to the CIA somehow and was just going to call them up. Yeah. But the Medium article that I read said the story a little differently. Because Hmm. they said that the reason why these men met up and had a plan was that Kirby and Guillermo were actually lovers. And the ex-wife said that she thought they had a plan to go away to Cuba Oh, Mm. interesting. Mm -hmm. Huh. I mean, I always did kind of think their plan, I always thought, like, what, like, what were they planning on doing? The first one about the CIA, CIA agent made no sense at all. Yeah, that one is, like, a little, like, I feel like maybe that's what they told them. But then it's also, the other one could just be... People saying that because they say it sounds like crazy. Either way, it was like truly, whatever the reason was, the plan was not good. Yep. Well, let's dive into their plan, shall we? Oh, yeah, please, because they didn't uh, pull it off very well so far. I just had another plan. I just had another pun, by the way, dive into. 
Oh! I didn't even hear that one. What no, else? It's so funny. Sorry. <laughs> I'm honestly kidding. Either way, their plan was to... It's horrible. I just was, like, so excited to say this next <laughs> sentence, and now I'm like, oh. Tragic. Uh, let me darken my tone a little bit. Either way, the plan was to murder the group and sail the boat to Cuba where Kirby could not get extradited for his previous robbery and child molestation charges. And sadly, the plan actually did go accordingly. They got people on the boat, on a charter boat that could sail to Cuba. They, as soon as the passengers were on board, and it was an hour into the trip when they knew everything was going smoothly, Guillermo took out his gun and shot the four men execution style. Well, actually, I'm sorry. I think that they both did. I would assume they both did. Wow. They killed them execution style. And they stacked them in a corner of the boat. Just put the bodies there. But after that, Guillermo at some point went downstairs into the bottom of the boat. Because everything was just going swimmingly up until that point. And they were going to sail the boat from one place to the other. But... He, Guillermo went down in the bottom of the boat and noticed that water was in the bottom and he was like, oh my God, it's sinking. Like, fuck. So he thought it was going to sink and that's why they decided to get the raft and clean up the boat a little bit and make it look like it, nothing happened and it got hijacked and they jumped into the raft. Oh no. They do know they, they can patch the hole up. (laughs) There's a hole. There clearly wasn't even a hole because it didn't sink. It was on the water for the next day. It just yeah, had a little bit they... of water in it. They're just inexperienced and never clearly sail- sailed a boat before. Yeah, I was going to say, how did they think that they were going to be able to sail it from there to Cuba if they couldn't even figure out, first of all, that there wasn't a hole in it, and second of all, even if there was a hole, you should have some supplies to be able to patch up a small hole. Truly. But they did not think about that. Wow, that's crazy that the other guy just believed it. Kirby was just like, okay, let's just get on the raft. I know. This just honestly truly shows you the intelligence that these people were dealing with. Yeah, I would just be like, no, we just killed all those people for it? Like, what? (laughs) Yep. So, five shell casings were found on board. Um, that was, that gave police everything they needed. It was clear. They took both men into custody for the four murders. Uh, Kirby just pleaded guilty, but Guillermo maintained that he was innocent and he had nothing to do with it. Kirby. How? <laughs> Tell me how, Guillermo. That's the theme of this episode. How? Let me know. <laughs> Kirby also did not deny that he, there was a relationship. He didn't confirm, but he did not deny. Huh. He pleads the fifth on that one. Mm-hmm. What up with that? <laughs> Kirby was also able to put the nail in the coffin for Guillermo because he turned over an email thread between the two of them discussing the plot. What? Yeah. They emailed about it? Why would you ever email about it? Email is obviously like one of the most traceable things. This is in the early 2000s. Again, the intelligence is just not there. I mean, yeah, I guess you don't really know, but come on. You're never supposed to talk about that stuff I know. Yikes. So, not shockingly, they were both convicted and given (laughs) five life sentences without the possibility of parole. One sentence for each life that they took for Kelly, 
Jake, Sam, and Scott. Those were the two crew members. And then one life sentence for a conspiracy to commit murder. Wow. And the worst part in this whole thing truly is the fact that they could have accomplished this entire plan and just made the people get into the life raft and sailed the boat to Cuba. They didn't need oh to kill everybody. Oh my god, you're right. They, they didn't really need to could've. kill everybody. They really didn't. They could have. Because why would you not just take their things and put them on the life raft and sail away? Like, you have no... You know you can't get extradited, so who gives a fuck if they know who you are? Yeah, I don't think they're gonna totally flip out and, like, send out the SWAT team on a full-on manhunt if you just, like, both of you stole the boat and are going to Cuba. I mean, yeah, they're gonna care, but, like, for murder? Come on, they're obviously... (laughs) Stole the boat. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying so to get through it without laughing I was just sitting here like (laughs) they stole the butt they stole all the butts yeah they did but I don't know how they thought that they were going to steal all those butts and get away to Cuba and that would be easier than just stealing like why kill when you could just steal truly (laughs) not condoning either (laughs) by any means. I just meant why would they do either of them? Someone's gonna play just a snippet of that podcast and be like, is this what this podcast is about? No! I just meant why, yeah, why would they do either of them, but you obviously choose the lesser of two evils and Uh they pick the most extreme thing. And investigators kind of confirmed that if the boat didn't run out of if the boat didn't quote unquote run out of gas if they wouldn't have gotten off and left it, they would have made it to Cuba, and they couldn't have extradited them. So. Oh, my God. If they wouldn't have gotten off the boat, they would have gotten away with this. That's crazy. All they had to do was actually sail the boat. It's like they did all the hard parts, and then when it got to all the difficult parts, they were just like, okay. Yep. And the thing that makes me sad is that Kelly was going on board to see if her husband was cheating, and he wasn't. And this was just going to be a cute little trip. Like, it's just so sad that they said the one time she went on board, this happened. Like, that's just horrific. That's crazy, and that's so sad and mm-hmm. so scary. Yeah, the one single time she just thought she would go on, mm-hmm. and her poor, their kids. Like, yeah. they left their kids behind. Exactly. Now, so, now the, um, it's just truly horrific because the Bronham children are just left without parents. It's just horrible. Yeah, it's like all so quick. It's crazy to think your parents, one night, both your parents are going to go sail this boat to Cuba. They're supposed to be back in the morning. Yep. And they just never come back for no reason. And the members of the Joe Cool are haunted by the loss of Jake, the owner, Sam and Scott, who was Jake's brother, I think, I'm not sure if they were brother-in-laws, but they were brothers, but Sam, too, they just said that Sam and Scott, the two younger crew members, were also just amazing people, um... You know, these, that's so these sad. These are all just men, like in their thirties. It's just early thirties, twenties, entrepreneurs trying to make a business, mm-hmm. a very and, successful business. And on top of all of this, the bodies have never been found because it's just in the ocean where they dump them, so they don't really. Oh my god! You know, they can't tell where 
I was going to say, have they even tried to search? But then it's like... Yes, they have. But unfortunately, you know, there's nothing. It's the ocean. Yeah. And they... These... First of all, Guillermo, I think, still has never admitted to it. And Kirby, you know, what's he going to say? Yeah, we dumped them in the ocean. They're not going to be able to tell where he dumped them, let alone... Yeah, yeah, it's like the ocean. You don't know anything. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you're looking around, you're just like, what? Mm -hmm. That is so crazy to me that they almost got away with it. In the end, all they had to do was stay on the boat, and they just thought for no apparent reason. And I truly want to know, did you really think that your little hijacking story was going to accomplish anything? I know. Did they really think that would get them there? It was so trash. They didn't plan it very well at all. It made no sense why somebody would steal the boat. Like, they had, what, a whole day to talk about what their story was going to be when they were waiting on the life raft together, and they still didn't come up with a very good one? Yep. They dropped the ball on that one. Thank God so many murderers are unintelligent. I know. It truly is, like... Crazy thinking that if they didn't make so many mistakes, it wouldn't have been that hard to Mm -hmm. fulfill such an evil crime. Yep. But unfortunately, that's kind of where the story just ended. The fact that um, that was it. I guess the only good part of the story is that the investigators and Coast Guard were really on their shit. They called it so quick and it was probably, I think, in four days within them finding the boat that they booked these people. Wow. So that's at least one good thing. As But on the other hand, it's just horrific because they never found the bodies. There's not closure really for the family. And again, these children don't have their parents. So it is very sad. But again, the story's just crazy because I don't know what the fuck these people were thinking, how they were going to get away with this, these two. I don't know how they ever thought. I really, really don't. Mm-mm. It's so sad, though. They preyed on innocent people for no reason. And like Jackie said, why kill when you can just steal? <laughs> I did not mean it like, um, choose one over the other. But if you're going to, then yeah. I know easily say... <laughs> Don't kill people when you don't mean to at all. You're totally right. They could have just left them in the life raft. Yeah, they could have. And they obviously would have found them because the FBI found those people, so. The next day. <laughs> they suck. Yeah. Fuck off, Kirby. And fucking <laughs> Guillermo. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are in prison forever. That's crazy that they got a whole life sentence, too. Five. Another one. Five life sentences on your ass. I got five. <laughs> yeah, five live sentences. <laughs> I got five on it as we roll out to this podcast. Yeah, literally. <laughs> well, F them, but we remember, sadly, the people, the four very innocent people, they killed for absolutely no reason at all. Yeah. Again, if you guys want to watch this, the episode on ID was um, pretty good. It gave a lot more background on kind of Kelly and Jake's relationship. Not really a lot, just more, you know, setting up the story between the two of them. But um, if you guys also want, there is footage of when they found the two of them. And we will post the pictures on our Instagram of them with their little hijack sign. That little skit they thought was going to get them somewhere. Yeah, and the boat. I think, aren't there a couple pictures of, like, the um, boat just drifting? There is, yeah. 
yeah, we can find those. Well, I hope you guys liked our Ocean Week. Uh, let us know if you guys want us to do this theme again, or if you guys have any other creepy little ocean shit you can think of. Let us know. <laughs> or any uh, themes. Any at all. Yeah, any at all. We're open to them. Let but us if know. You have, like, if you have like a sea monster or something you want us to cover. Yes. Know. Tell us. I like a good cryptid, cryptoid story. Wait, we is love it cryptid it. or cryptoid? No, it's cryptid. I don't know. I think it's cryptid. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Want to creep on us? Follow us on social media at ew, that's creepy podcast, or send us an email at ew, that's creepy podcast at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks, creepy cats.